superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. You guys are going to go back in time. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Joining me here on the Rich Eisen Show, the new head coach of the University of Michigan, Jim Harbaugh. Go blue, Rich. That's it. The Wolverines have won a national championship. The Rich Eisen Show. Hey, coach, who has it better than you right now? Nobody. Earlier on the show, co-host of Bussin' with the Boys podcast, Taylor Luan. Coming up, Pro Football Hall of Famer, Troy Polamalu. And now... I can't believe what just happened. It's Rich Eisen. Yes, indeed. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is, in fact... On the air. We're live on the Roku channel. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Have a conversation today with us. We've already had chats with Blake Corum, who is fresh off of the national championship field last night, beating the University of Washington for the University of Michigan, one of the best Wolverine running backs ever, and that's saying a mouthful. Uh, And then we went right from him into Taylor Lewan, former Michigan Wolverine, and we were on the air with him live when we all learned together that Mike Vrabel was fired by the Titans. If you missed that, we re-air right away. Uh, As soon as this hour is over on the Roku channel, there's also our podcast. All three hours, listen to it every day. Hit us with a follow. We greatly appreciate that. Also, you can listen to the What the Football podcast with Susie Schuster and Amy Trask. Albert Breer Breer Breer. will Uh join. um, And maybe he's got some information as to why the Titans said, sure, there's the door. Coach of the year of 2021. (laughs) <laughs> and how that might affect the Patriots decision making with Belichick. Man, man. Okay. Um, and that will be later on as soon as this show is done. Bill, Bill Burr, the comedian, uh, he's a Michigan fan and uh, he joined us in hour number two. That was great. Overreaction Monday on a Tuesday. We just finished that. Troy Polamalu, Hall of Famer is going to join us in about 18 minutes time. What a day. And, uh, uh, and the way I started the show, I was so emotional talking about how, you know, once upon a time, a kid from Staten Island fell in love with the school that uh, uh, I went to in Michigan and fell in love with the football program. And then um, when I now I'm one of those guys who comes back and I'm an alum. And I'll tell you, when I left campus in 1990, <laughs> Bo Becker retired um, and, and, and my first year or two as an alum. While following the team after leaving campus, uh, the person who got me understanding that I was going to love the team just as much as an alum as I would as a student on campus is kind enough to join us right now. Honestly, this is the guy who made me just keep loving football for the University of Michigan right away. And here I am now celebrating a national championship with him. From ESPN College Game Day, Super Bowl MVP, Desmond Howard, also back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Des? Rich, um, it's it's hard to put in the words. I just landed. I had my twins with me uh, yes. out in Houston. And, um, you know, it's, man, it's incredible, brother. It's, it's just incredible. And it's incredible for, you know, beyond 
them winning a championship because the journey to get to the championship was such a um, an unconventional one. It was such a, um, a tumultuous journey, so to speak. And to see this group be as resilient and as um, steadfast and as focused on the mission as they were from week one to the championship game is just amazing to see. Um, I mean, it's just so much I can say about this group. But, Rich, I, I, I remember speaking to Mike Hart early in the season when this whole thing was swirling around about the NCAA wanting to suspend Harbaugh because of um, what amounted to the um, someone there at NCAA's feelings being hurt, <laughs> and they wanted to bump up the um, the whatever the infraction was from a level two, they wanted to bump it up to a level one and suspend him for four games. And those kids, once the suspension was agreed upon as a three-game suspension, they came out with the T-shirts that said free hardball. And I asked um, Mike Hart, you know, what's what's the temperature there? Like, what's the mood of the team? He said, these kids, they understand the mission, Desmond. What do you think that meant? That their whole um, mantra was, we want to get to the national championship and win it all this year. We know we have the team to do it. We got all the pieces in place, and um, and we have the, the work ethic. We've put in the work during the offseason. You know, we got this bitter taste in our mouth from what happened in, in, in the TCU game in that semifinal. But we, we, we are vowed to never let that happen again. So we're going to get there, but this time we're going to win it all. And I think that was their mindset, their mentality. And even more so, Rich, what made this group special. And, you know, I've heard this from like, like Herb Street and from other people who, who has been around them because they've called Michigan games just the unity of this group and the genuine love they actually have for one another. So Rich, it's a really, it's a, it's a almost like a lethal combination when you have a group that have so much love for one another, they don't have any selfishness. It's just togetherness. And then on top of that, you have this, um, this added element of they feel like they're being, not only that they're being disrespected, but more so their coach is constantly being disrespected. And that just galvanizes that group. And, um, and it, you know, and the product is what you've seen in the 2023 season and this 2024 uh, national championship game that we just saw last night on January 8th. Well, and before we get to uh, the team, um, Desmond, I, I mean, you, you've, you've mentioned multiple times about the suspensions and and uh, you know what the team was able to place aside and focus on the mission and i'm sure people hear you talking and i'm sure they've watched you on espn be the the voice of michigan um nonstop uh amongst you know frequent stories and a lot of drip 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 and 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 the the, the sense is again is all of this adversity was self-created desmond I mean, I, I, honestly, that's that's what I keep hearing. You know, there was even a tweet that I had texted to me 
uh, last night that Michigan in the second half would have to do what they did all season long, which was come overcome self-inflicted wounds, you know, and, and, and so how do you, how do you respond to that? What do you say to people saying all this adversity was all them creating it themselves? Des? Well, I would say that, um, I think that that's um, an exaggeration because the, the, the punishments were exaggerated. That's why, that's why I would say that Mm -hmm. Um, if you, punish every program or every coach in college football the way that the NCAA chose to punish Coach Harbaugh at the beginning of the season. Like I said, don't forget, let's go back. It's something that happened during COVID that they said amounted to maybe a level two infraction, which is like a slap on the wrist. But because they didn't like the way he cooperated or whatever happened there, they wanted to turn it from a misdemeanor now to a felony. Now, the, the deed didn't change. Whatever happened that deemed it a level two infraction didn't mm. change. But since they felt as though that they have the authority because they didn't like what was said or however it transpired when they communicated with Coach Harbaugh, then they took it upon themselves to knock it up to a level one infraction and wanted to impose four games on him. So if they don't understand that, then I can't have conversation with them. The second part is um, the commissioner of the big 10, he chose to leapfrog the NCAA investigation and punish him from what I was told from all these reports that came out because of coach Harbaugh's opponents told him he should. His The other teams, the head coaches from other teams, they say it was a big Zoom meeting, and the coach was like, what are you waiting for? Why haven't you punished Michigan? What's going on? And they made it seem like he caved to that type of pressure from a Zoom meeting with coaches and a separate Zoom meeting with athletic directors. But Rich, all he had to tell them was like was something to the effect of if this was your program or something happens to you and your program in the future, do you want me to let the NCAA investigation play itself out and we have proper due process? Or would you want me to just bypass the NCAA investigation and punish you the way I deem fit because I want to punish you? You know what I mean? Do you want me to treat you under the same circumstances, the way you're telling me you want me to treat Coach Harbaugh. So that's why when they say those things, you have to understand that the the punishment did not fit what was going on at the time. Two different entities chose to do things to an extreme level because they felt as though they could do it. Desmond Howard, Heisman Trophy winner, ESPN College Game Day analyst, Super Bowl MVP. Amy Trask is in the back. She wants me to say, oh, former Raider right here uh, on the on the Rich Eisen show. So um, we haven't really spoken about J.J. McCarthy a lot. I had Blake Corum on before. He's 27-1 and one in his Michigan career, Des. I mean, truly remarkable. And I understand wins as a quarterback stat is, is kind of – uh, potentially skewed, but the kid's a winner. 
Um, and I'm wondering what what you think his prospects are, Des. What do you think? Well, Rich, I think that J.J. McCarthy is a special kid. Um, I believe he he's very talented, and you 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 look at quarterbacks and you want to look at their statistics, and he's not going to have the statistics that will blow you away, especially compared to some of his peers, because it's just not Michigan style of football. But like you said, Rich, he's a winner and he's being groomed by um, a winner in Coach Harbaugh, a guy who knows how to coach the quarterback position. And to me, you want a guy who's going to be selfless, who wants to do whatever it takes for uh, to help the team win, even if it's sacrificing his own stats. Uh, he couldn't have been comfortable not throwing the ball a whole half against Penn State, even if he was a little banged up. I mean, you could just give him some easy throws. and uh, But because of the circumstances of the situation, you know, he's the type of guy who's selfless. He wants to do what's in the best interest of the team. And he's um, he's very intentional. He's mature and extremely intentional on how he goes about his craft, which I think once GMs and pro uh, personnel people start to dig into um, – you know, who he is as a person, I think it's going to impress them because there's a lot of substance there with J.J. McCarthy that I think is going to appeal to a lot of NFL teams. All right, a couple minutes left with you, uh, Desmond Howard, here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's just assume Jim is going to go chase that Lombardi trophy, as we all expect, right? Um, what, what do you think? Who do you? Is it a Sharon Moore gig? What do you think? Is that who you think? Um, I think that here? he... I, I think that he 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 had the best audition. Um, I can't. I've been doing this for like I've been doing this for almost two decades, yeah. Rich, and I can't think of a situation or a circumstance that was as um, difficult as the one that Sharon Moore found himself in when the plane landed in Happy Valley, and then they just got word that Coach Harbaugh was not going to coach in the biggest game of the year at that point and that he was going to have to coach them, you know, that's, that's a lot to take in in less than 24 hours and know, okay, I got to coach this team. And he did a, an extraordinary job. And not only that, the next week against Maryland with a, you know, with a banged up JJ McCarthy, he did another great job. And of course, here he is against Ohio state coaching against one of the highest paid coaches in all of college football and went out there and coached like he's a 10-year vet. Didn't coach scared. He coached to win as opposed to some coaches coach not to lose and outcoached Ryan Ryan Day in Ann Arbor that day. All right, last one for you. Um, We're going to play a little game here, Desmond. Guess who said this quote? You ready? Guess who said this quote? Quote, And offering congratulations to Michigan. I don't know if I've ever been more wrong about anything in my entire life. This is truly remarkable. I don't want to be wrong about something. You never want to be wrong. But if you're going to be epically wrong, I think Jim Harbaugh has silenced all those who doubted him. Some of us looked at him like he was old-fashioned, and we thought this wouldn't work in today's college football. But I forgot something. I forgot what a great coach he is, end quote. Who said that, Desmond Howard? Who said that? You want to guess? Man. It's somebody who you've spoken with on live television quite a bit lately. His name 
is Paul Feinbaum. Feinbaum said that? Yes. This is making the I, rounds. I, I, I'm hoping I have to see the audio. I can't go by print. I got to see the audio. <laughs> uh, this is what I've seen. I got, I got, I got to hear the audio. You've got to hear it. See it. This is what's huh? making the. I shouldn't say something that's just seen on social media and then sent around by all my Michigan buddies. But this no. apparently is the case, Des. No, Rich, I know if you brought it up, then it's good. I don't I mean, know. It's done. I, I guess it. I yeah. shouldn't say that. But if this is true, right? You yeah. need to see it. Is what you say? You need to see it and 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 hear it in order to believe it. So you're saying? I mean, you know, listen. I, I'll tell you this. After um. After the Alabama game, yes, he did start to go back a little bit on the comments that he made about Harbaugh because I mean it was impressive. I mean he he actually said, if I'm not mistaken, that he outcoached Nick Saban on the biggest stage, which was huge for Paul Feinbaum to say that. I mean I, I have a lot of respect for Paul. Don't get me wrong. I mean he's built himself a a nice following with this big radio show in the SEC and that part of re, that part of the country. But it's just that sometimes he seems to go so overboard when he talks about Michigan or when he talked about um, Harbaugh. It was like, personally, I just couldn't take him seriously because he never used that type of um, hyperbole with any other program or any other coach. But I have a lot of respect for Paul. I think he knows what he's doing. He knows how to get clicks. And he's been doing this for quite some time. And uh, for him to say that, I think he's big enough that he can admit when he's been dead wrong. So, yeah, maybe he did say that because he did say that um, Harbaugh outcoached Nick Saban in the Rose Bowl. Des, I do not take our friendship for granted. The fact that you your your plane gets delayed and you're flying and you're working and it does sound like you were doing some cheering last night. Um, and <laughs> and for you to get off the plane and immediately first thing you do when you get home is you put that skinny M hat on and you you zoom into this show to to chop it up with me and I get a chance to chat with you on this special day. I do not take it for granted. Desmond. No, man. Come on. You're my guy, Rich. I love you, bro. Right Anytime you need you. me, I'm here for you. And it's always an honor to do your show. Absolutely, Des. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. You got go it. Blue. The go blue to you. Desmond Howard, everybody, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. That looked like his uh, Heisman portrait behind him as well. Because I think they have portraits when you win the Heisman Trophy, right? You're right. It's, it's funny. I was, sitting, I was sitting with Marshall Falk last night. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, uh, the Heisman House commercial came on. <laughs> And I'm like, you know, you should have been in that house. <laughs> and he came up with the idea on the spot of maybe doing an almost Heisman house and texted Peyton Manning on the spot saying, what do you think? Did Peyton <laughs> respond? Yeah. All the runners up. Wow. That's really funny. The almost Heisman house. And Wouldn't be bad. But it's like a rundown apartment in Van Nuys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. The <laughs> names in that house are pretty damn nice. I mean, they're probably, yeah, there's some good guys. <laughs> there are some really great some good players, nah, that's still players in the almost Heisman yeah. house. That almost Heisman house is on the, the, the north side of Sherman and Oaks and Ventura. Both, the north side it's of Ventura. North side. It's on the north side. I don't think that's a bad house. That's a really no. good house. No. If you think about it. But it was funny. There's Marshall Falk sitting on my couch. The Heisman house commercial comes on, and I'm like, you know, you should have been in that house, man. And I think, and I'm like, do I see Gino Toretta in the window? Oh, is that what I got? Man. Wait, is it only guys who came in second? Because I'm going to come up with a list. Yeah. So I'm looking at right now. Yeah. Today. Why not? I'm just going back to 2000. Dude. Ooh, Rex Grossman in the house. 2000. <laughs> I don't know if Marshall would have Rex in the house. 
I think Marshall would be in charge oh. of who's in the almost Heisman yeah. house. Larry Fitzgerald in the Heisman Dude. house. Yeah. Is he in the almost Heisman like, house? Yeah. Dude. He was second in 03. Yeah, like, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna review this. Adrian Eight, Peterson. John Elway. Let's is take in the a break. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling Steve you. Steve Young's in the It's Vin, a commercial. Vince Young in the. Troy Polamalo is next on the Rich Eisen Show. And then your phone calls to wrap up our show. Hang on if you're listening. Dominic. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Back here on the show uh, in a couple minutes, we'll bring in Troy Palomalo uh, when the radio audience returns. In the meantime, I'm overhearing what's going on across the way. <laughs> and you spent the entire commercial break, Chris, trying to get Mike Del Tufo to agree to do what? We're going to Vegas for the Super Bowl. Of course we obviously. are. We're going to be there for a few days doing the show. Yes, we I are. want the Friday show. Yes. I want Mike to dress up as Elvis. Not a chance. Why? Not happening. Don't you think America would want to see that? Yes. No. Well, I, I, for the show. See me I sent you guys a text a month ago as about Marshall that, and say, you both were like, no way. You do things as, for the people. As your uh, show-watching partner last night said, I'm uniform. I wear my uniform. That's it. I don't know what he's talking Remember, about. Remember, Marshall said something about it's my uniform, the way I wear the, the same stuff. Last, last time, time he was here, maybe. Was here. Oh, Mike, I see. A little more information. Oh, you weren't here. That, were you here? I was here. No, I didn't. You know, he said I wear my uniform. Yeah, but why but not? Elvis is not my uniform. It's not part. But Mike, we're of in my Vegas. Uniform. It's part of the theme. You had Miami Mike. Like he's not asking you Elvis. to dress up as Siegfried or Roy. Right. I mean, or a showgirl. Do I, can, do I have to dye my hair group? black like Elvis? No. Do I dye back, back. No, we'll no, give you we the give glasses. You a wig. You get sideburns and the glasses and the leisure suit. And then we get somebody. Can you marry somebody if we get somebody? To, oh can, my I can, like, get, like, Yes. Is it possible that we can get you somehow ordained in time? Ordained minister by the Super Bowl. So I can marry a couple. Like, it's like if I would do that. It's like actually, a fifteen-minute class online. It's really quick and easy. Oh, look at that! Chris would you, if we found a couple, saying, "Would you would like to get married by Mike Del Tufo in the Super Bowl experience from, at the Super Bowl great. with Mike Del Tufo dressed as, right as Elvis?" Don't tweet it out. Oh. We need we need to we need to like, we need him to get ordained, and then we'll want, ask. I just wanted to put it out there so people can get ready, just for the virility of it. Is that a good? Is that a word? That is not. Virility means you're manly. Not virality. You know. We'll work on the. We'll work on you getting ordained, and then the proper language. Proper. Back on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This was the first Pro Football Hall of Famer, I believe, inducted. That I covered his entire career as an NFL network host. Uh, this was the first uh, of, of, of that for me, which makes me feel old. 
but the man who was drafted in 2003 by the Pittsburgh Steelers and is a Hall of Famer of the first variety, joining us courtesy of the Taste of the Super Bowl Frito-Lay commercial and campaign. This is a Pro Football Hall of Famer. Good to see you, Troy Polamalu. How are you? What's up, Rich? How you doing? It's great to see you as well. It is good to see you. Um, now, I just first things first. I'm sorry, Troy, to just go go here in the first direction. I'm only seeing you front on. You haven't cut your hair, right? Can you give me a profile? No, no, okay, no. good. Okay, very good. Because <laughs> the way it looks right here, it, like it looks like you. Because I haven't seen you in a while. Okay, so we're still we're still the way that I'm. Uh, I I remember you is what you're saying, right? Okay. Yeah, you know, I can't get rid of my moneymaker quite yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Your bust uh, is truly one of my favorite busts in the Hall of Fame. Um, did, did you have that full-on conversation as to how you wanted your bust to look, hair hairstyle, Troy? Yeah, you know what? Uh, man, I, I, I'm so sorry. I forget. I actually forget his name at this moment. But he's a, an amazing person. Actually, flying in there. Uh, he's a true artist when it comes to sculpting. So if you actually go and look, uh, the bus is actually a very small part of his sculpting. Um, so you never tell an artist what to do. Actually, a funny story regarding the bust is yes. his wife, uh, like I'm sure most wives, like my wife is highly critical about our work, <laughs> um, uh, comes in and looks at my bust and she's like, man, that head is too big. That nose is too big. It's weight. Everything looks too big. And quite honestly, I was thinking the same thing. Mm -hmm. It takes the caliper and he like measures it. And it's just like, everything's perfect. The nose is perfect. I'm like, damn, it's got that big of a head, I guess. <laughs> so uh, he actually truly is a, is an amazing sculptist. So um, definitely left it up to him. Yeah. Blair Buswell is his name. So you were, Blair does all yeah, those. Blair, yeah. Blair, Blair, yeah, Blair. Yeah, I Blair, know. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And uh it's so it's so cool, Troy. So did you get who called you on your draft day? Was it Cower? Was that the first guy who who you spoke to on your draft day out of USC? Troy? It was. Um I you know, I quite honestly, I I didn't want to leave California coming out of USC. So when I got this 412 area code, I had no idea where it was from where it was from. But I knew it wasn't Oakland. I knew it wasn't San Diego and I knew it wasn't LA or anywhere in California. But yeah, I talked to Coach Cower, and I I'm not a big follower of the game, so I was calling it like Hi, uh, Heinz Field. I was calling Three Rivers, which had already been changed over <laughs> several years into it. Um, I I didn't even know Coach Cower was still coaching, uh, so there was a lot of things, and even the NFL. Once I started playing in, in it, yeah, right. I'm I'm sure, and now you're such part of the fabric of the city um, as well. Um, what can you tell me about Mike Tomlin, Troy, that maybe folks might not know? Certainly now that he's in the playoffs again, but a lot of folks in Pittsburgh, to be straight up, want to see banners, not just winning seasons. What can you tell me about Tomlin from your career? Well, uh, to be honest, uh, I think what makes him very unique is you see what you see is what you get. There's no, no secrets about him. He's very authentic. He's man of integrity. Um, I, you know, I, I did an interview earlier talking and they were talking to, you know, some crazy things about him not being the coach. I think it's, it's insane for him uh, not to be the Steelers coach um, next year. Um, he's a hall of fame coach. He's to me, one of the three, I, you know, I've had coach Cower, I've had also coach Carroll. So those three are, are three of the best coaches I've ever been around. They're all equal to me. 
So um, I think Coach Caro should and should always remain uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers head coach. It'd be crazy not to be. I, I, well, I, I, I think that way, but, um, you know, many Steeler fans think he's kind of set in his way and um, and that that is something that trips him up sometimes. Uh, I And that's why I'm – but set in his ways is something that players kind of dig, right, because he's consistent. Yeah, you know, there's obviously culture evolves. You know, I, I felt that I feel that Coach Tomlin always was able to connect with our generation of players, including this younger generation of players. Um, so I, you know, I think that that I can understand the argument about putting up Super Bowl rings. You know, um, we're we're a city that's that's driven by championships, so. Um, there's also, you know, I think a, a few different internal changes. You know, we have Omar Khan being the first year as a, as a general manager, and that partnership continuing to evolve. You've got the, you know, the shakeup in the scouting department. So I think there's a lot of things that are changing within the organization that are building towards what I think is the most important thing that that that, that the Steelers have um, that that builds championship is is culture. And once you start building it from, it has to be built from within, and I think it takes a little bit more patience. I think Coach Tomlin should see, you know, our evolution through that as being a championship coach as well as as evolving into another one. Troy Palomalo here on the Rich Eisen Show. And what's your favorite Pete Carroll story from your college days? Oh, man. I, I, I don't know if some of them are. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll say this. So we were a team that had a lot of talent. Um, and we had a lot of first-round talent, but we obviously weren't, weren't, weren't playing at a very high level at USC uh, before we'd gotten there. So Coach Carroll had heard that we, there was a lot of inter- internal turmoil within our team, people fighting against each other, offense, defense, not getting along and whatnot. So he tells us to meet at the Coliseum at midnight um, when he like he first became coach. So we all meet in the Coliseum at midnight. There's a rope in the middle of the field. He has offense and defense playing tug of war and all the lights are off. And of course it's empty. And uh, we play tug of war and I, I forget who wins, but, you know, the message was if we're all pulling in the same direction, nobody could beat us. And what we did is we all came together and we got really, really tight and he made us turn around. And I'll remember the date, too. He says on November 17th, when we play UCLA, we're going to meet in the middle after we win. And this whole stadium is going to be full of people cheering for us. And it's exactly what happened. And to me, that that was one of the many special moments I've had with Coach Carroll, um, you know, through our time together. Wow. What a story, Troy. So that's what he told you? Like, hey, this, this place is going to be filled. And he mentioned UCLA in specific. November 17th. And uh, we shut him out. And we won. And we all met in the middle of the field. We turned around. And it was exact as he said. Wow. What a story that is. Yeah, Pete's, yeah. Pete's unlike anybody. And again, you know, my wife, Susie, who covered the teams back in the day. And she would always tell me, you know, when you started playing in pro ball about your stories, is it true you and your, your wife will pay the bill of somebody in the restaurant who looks like they're having a nice night, like they're husband and wife and, you know, they're in love and you pay their bill without them knowing and you just slip out. Is that true, Troy? Do you do that? I, you know what? I, I love that this room has even reached the Rich Eisen show. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> though I, you know, honestly, it's I, I love how these rumors are are, are passed around. But uh, as long as the legends still pass around, I um, let's keep it going. Okay. <laughs> All right. Then let's talk about your taste. Oh, we'll leave it at that. Uh, we'll we'll talk about the uh, taste of the Super Bowl commercial. Are you? What what is this about? So partnering with a, a you know obviously a very classic brand like Frito Lay's. Um, I think it's also great you know working with Gronk and, and Marshawn. You know those guys are are amazing people and characters. Uh, so you know it's just a great opportunity to to eat good. While we're watching the Super Bowl, to to enjoy a snack that I that I and I think most people love as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the Frito Lay chip strip fans will have the opportunity to try their luck at the Frito Lay snack pot. Take a yeah, seat. I'll, I'll be out there putting some time in on the strip. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I'll be just yeah. walking down the street and we'll see you. You could take your hottest ride on the strip and feel the love at the Cheetos the Chapel. Real me. Okay, the real you. The real me. Okay. <laughs> You'll let your hair down, is what you're saying. Oh, I don't know about that. We'll see about that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, Troy, um, l- let me ask you this question again. I, I don't know how locked into the current game that you are. Wh- who do you think is somebody uh, in the secondary whose play impresses you? that you think this kid or vet is uh, worthy of uh, praise from the great Troy Palomalo? Uh, honestly, I, I, so I do, I do um, help a couple uh, NFL players, Tui Tupelotu and, and Talano Hufanga. So um, I've, I've helped them um, a little bit in college as well as in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are two players, of course, that I uh, critique and, and, and break down quite a bit. Um, so I admire their game, of course. Uh, but I think uh, Derwin James is somebody that I, I really admire. Um, you know, who who I actually get a, a lot of, of information from is Ryan, because I, I I get it more in a condensed version. Ryan Clark, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a more of a, of a condensed version. So he's always so I, I always bounce things a lot, a lot off of him and the people even that, that he trains. But to me, him, uh, the guy in Seattle, Jamal Adams. Somebody, Tyron Matthew. Th- these guys are are people that I admire. Just the diversity uh, of of the traits that they have, and they're able to provide for a defense. I think are, are things that I admire about their game. What do you think of that kid, Kyle Hamilton, in Baltimore, Troy? Oh, a- absolutely. Um, him, obviously Minka. I mean, those two guys are sure. are best in the game as well. Um, I, you know, I, I just I remember even I think Kyle went to Notre Dame as well, if I if I, if I remember correctly. Yes. So I've been a big fan of his as well. So there's a, a, a quite a few guys out there, man, that are that are playing in a game that that quite honestly is 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 evolving into something that that's making them have to be better athletes. And you're they're um, they're a little thin in that position right now in Pittsburgh, Troy. They they might need you for a few snaps in oh, Buffalo you know. coming up on uh, on Sunday. What do you what do you think? Man, it, what's so funny is I remember playing, and I would look back at like Carnell Lake, and then and Rod Woodson, and I was like, "Man, dude, you guys could play." They're like, "No, man, I know now how they feel." <laughs> so, although the shell may look good, I appreciate that <laughs> the internals don't function the same. <laughs> that said, Troy, you and I both know Mel Blunt can give snaps this weekend. Oh yeah, man, <laughs> absolutely that. I love I love people's first first like you know their their face when you tell them like yeah that's Mel Blunt he was a cornerback uh, it's incredible 
He's incredible. Yeah, I'll never forget the first time I laid eyes on Mel Blunt at a, a, a pro football Hall of Fame ceremony. And, you know, your head just goes up and it keeps going up and then up <laughs> and then up. And then you see the cowboy hat and then it goes even further up. Oh, my God. No, I, I, I always yeah. think to myself, that's why they changed the rules. This looks like a human being that would change the rules because of his play. Yeah. You know, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. There, there are, there, there are some freaks within our game that we consider, you know, there's Megatron and some of these, these guys that are just like abnormally huge and freakish in their positions and the traits that they bring. And then you still go back though. And they're like, Oh my gosh, there's so many guys like Mel Blunt and all these guys that are just as maybe even bigger freaks. Um, and in terms of just athleticism, um, it's it's incredible, man. Those that that generation is is unlike any other. And I think Patrick Peterson is learning the position right now, right? Isn't that what he's basically doing in Pittsburgh? He's trying to figure out how to play some safety. And 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 you know, it looks like T.J. Watts out for the weekend. That's unfortunate, but the Steelers are in though, Troy. Right? They're in, so you got to be in. Listen, man, I I, I just. To me, one thing that was really beautiful about being part of that culture is, is like you, if you just get a ticket to the show, you know, where the, to me, it's like the, the, the crazy uncle that's just going to act out. So as soon as we get into the show, I think, you know, you see the best thing of what our organization, what our team can actually provide. Um, so I think our, our playoff chances are, are, are really great. Um, I think the more adversity that you pour onto our team, the more it's going to crystallize our culture and make us better. And for me, I hope that it, it shows out on, on um, you know, when they play against the Bills. All right. Um, and uh, last one for you. Where were you on the play where Harrison returned it for the touchdown? What was your perspective uh, on that moment, Troy? In the Super well, Bowl? you know, I, I, I hate to say this, but uh, I made the key block in order to <laughs> in order to <laughs> in order to score that touchdown. So James actually owes me a lot to this day. And he does. He does give me a lot of thanks. But uh, no, I, I actually um, just like everybody else, man, I was running from my life trying to get in somebody's way. Um, and I, I was so exhausted after that play. I I knew that it was a touchdown. So I just went straight to the locker room and I actually watched the whole call from the, from the locker room. Um, That's um, what you did. So, so you, 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 again, by the way, do not, I know you're a sweetheart, but you, you don't have to hate to say it. I mean, yes, you, you <laughs> performed a key block for Harrison. And so you're saying, um, by the way, your fellow, uh, you know, future hall of famer and Larry Fitzgerald, um, he, he damn near made the tackle. So you're saying you, you, do this play, this play happens, and the first thing you do after you catch your breath is you go back to the locker room and you watch it back? That's what you, how you spend part of halftime? That's, yeah, I did. But it, the truth was I didn't I didn't make the key block. It was his teammate that made the key block because I pushed him into his teammate. <laughs> <on the> <laughs> so note to everybody on the sidelines and all the strength coaches, listen to them. Back up. Get off the white. Get off the white. <laughs> <laughs> was that right? So they were on the white. You took somebody and threw him. Okay. Look at you. You're watching it back right now, Chris? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Troy was on the backside of the play. So he was running clear across the field. And then, bam! He throws a guy in, and there's a big collision. And then James kind of how about the rest it? Of the way, whatever you got to do, right, Troy? The guy he threw <laughs> was Larry Fitzgerald. He pushed the Larry. <laughs> oh no, I didn't do that. Yeah, I pushed them out of bounds into oh, yeah. the yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, right. my God. Troy, what a pleasure to chat with you. Um, I do hope to see you in Las Vegas. Thank you so much. And congratulations. You know, I'm, I'm M Go Blue. That's right. You know, you know my father-in-law, he was down there uh, yeah, celebrating the victory last night. So congratulations. I'm very happy to be, you know, part of your celebration the first day back. <laughs> Troy, that means the world. Thank you so much because you know what it's like uh, to to be the champions of the world, man. So uh, <laughs> for sure. Thanks for the thanks for the Zoom. Appreciate it. M go blue. Thanks, Rick. There you go. The great and fight. I say fight on. Right back at fight you. On. Okay, there you go. See? Uh, Troy Polamalu right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Two-time Super Bowl champion and pro football Hall of Famer and all-world human being. I was worried he cut his hair for a second. Uh, no, that's no my way. first thought because he's straight on it and it looked like, I'm like, all right, I, you, you got to give me the profile. Are you guys, I, do you guys just... Fast forward through commercials. You're not watching Head and Shoulders. No, I know. Like, I mean, never know. I film those over. No, I never know. Yeah, you start cutting that hair. No way. Man. It's like Samson, no dog. Way. <laughs> he could play right All now. right, let's take a break. 844-204-RICH. Phone calls. We'll empty the phone banks as we head out of Dodge on this Tuesday. What was going through your head when David Baker appeared all of a sudden, Bill? You know, it's a, it, I had absolutely no idea. And the ironic part of it was that I sat down that morning with my wife, Veronica. You know, I, and I talked about it. I said, I don't think I'm going to get in, and I'm okay with it. I almost put some closure on it. And um, that was okay. You know, when I came in, no one really said anything. We weren't discussing it. I thought, well, that's being pretty professional. I appreciated them kind of like giving me my space from it all. And um, I was getting ready to do an eye vision with uh, with Phil Sims and talking about Lamar Jackson. And next thing I turn around and I see David Baker. We all know what he stands for. And um, and it just was a lot of things to try to process at the time. It's kind of why I thought this is this is the way I I thought this was going to be. I thought I was going to get a call that says, hey, you know, you were close, but you didn't get in. And we'd all find out on Tuesday night or something because it's going to air on Wednesday. And um, yeah, it was almost surreal. And um, it's so funny. I sat back and watched Jimmy Johnson. And the same thing happened to him yep. on the halftime of the, of, the yeah. floor of the second game on, 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 on Sunday after yep. he got home. And I know exactly what he was feeling. As a matter of fact, I had to put out a tweet and I, the first thing I thought about is, you know, did Adam Stanley really know that he had two future Hall of Fame players watching Bobby Boucher in the water park? <laughs> and Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson and I were down there, and I remember Jimmy and I, this is like 1997, 98, whatever it was. And, um, and Adam actually, I think, has since then retweeted. I said, but we're talking about Boogie Boos, Bobby Boucher, and he sat, he's saying he's like Zach Taylor. I go, no, he's like Greg Lloyd. And, he goes, whatever. And, um, so it's going to be really, really kind of fun to kind of get reunited with Jimmy uh, over that little one. That's fantastic, Bill. I mean, that is just great. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show for everything that you need. Don't go anywhere else. Or, you know, stick around on the Roku channel. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Game time tickets. Make sure you grab your phone or your mobile device. If you're looking to buy tickets for any event, music, sports, comedy, what have you, in your area, if you're traveling to another area, make sure you get the Game Time app and create an account. And I'll explain why about that in a second. I've got a nice little deal for you. Ooh. But the bottom line is when you go to Game Time, you can buy tickets in seconds in just two taps. And you can also see the view from your seat, so there's no surprises once you get to your seat. And you can get all-in pricing straight up, up front. 
so you can also not get surprised on anything else uh, in terms of how much your tickets cost. Take the guesswork straight out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download that app, the GameTime app. Create an account. Use the code RICH, $20 off your first purchase. Restrictions apply. Visit GameTime.co for terms. Again, create an account. Redeem code RICH, $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Pat in Florida has been listening to the entire show, I think, on uh, on uh, on hold. What's up, Pat? Uh, not much. I'm a diehard Buckeye, but I am here to congratulate. Thank you, Pat. Uh, Michigan on their national winning and upholding the tradition of the Big Ten by winning it. I appreciate that. That is old school, Pat. It sounds like you're old school like me. Well, I got 23 years your senior. Okay. <laughs> so that definitely makes me old school. Okay, that, I, that, I hear you. Okay, I miss the old days of the Big Ten and the Pac-8. I really miss it. Well, I mean, and, and, and that's kind of last night um, you get a sense of watching this. This is kind of like the last way, um, you know, it's kind of funny the last 10 years of the college football playoff, that's going to be viewed as old school. You know what I mean? Because it's yeah. changing right now. The world's changing. And these guys... I tell you, when we went to school, mm-hmm. it was four years and you were gone. Now the quarterbacks are playing six years. Yeah, I know. I know. And thanks for the call, Pat. And I really appreciate it. It's very kind of you to hold on as long as you uh, held on to offer congratulations. Albert in Boston, you're here. No, he's not calling you to congratulate me. <laughs> I was like, but he's going to be on um, Susie and Amy's pod. I went to look this later on. Very funny. Did Albert double down and say that he hated them no, last no, no, night? No, 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 no. I think there's. I, I think uh, it'll be a while till we hear from uh, Buckeyes of his ilk. <laughs> James Palmer? Did he text you? Uh, I saw James Palmer in um, in 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 Denver Christmas Eve. He was part of our broadcast. Nice chap. <laughs> great hair. Very much so. Yeah, he's part of the great hair. Steve in New York, you're on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Steve? Hey, Rich, uh, how are you? First of all, I'm so blessed, so blessed to be uh, a part of this lovely celebration. Um, I graduated in 85. Right, you you were, okay. And I I arrived in 86. Well, um, do you remember, I'm sitting here as the archivist of all my friends and some very significant ones. I'm sitting here with a copy of the Michigan Football Guide from 1993. Okay. November 20th. I don't know if it's Demetrius Brown is on the cover or if it's Mercury Hayes' number. But that game against Ohio State-Michigan was the game that launched us into the Rose Bowl 30 years ago Mm. that we played, ended up playing Washington and beating them. And I also have a copy of the Bank of America. Do you remember the little cards they used to give out? With the schedule? With the schedules on them. Well, on that card, the 93 schedule, there's a picture of Tyrell Wheatley, and in the background there's a bunch of Washington Huskies chasing them. So it's it's uh, it's incredibly profound and prophetic to see this. Um, I am so blessed, and what you've been talking about, and everyone's been talking about, is gratitude. And that's the one thing about Michigan football is that there's so much gratitude about this learning institution, about this school of just such tremendous prowess. Um, I'm a New York City kid, and I went to Michigan. Um, Got to know what it's like to be in the Midwest. Got to know what it's like to be around people from different walks of life in yep. the United States. Not the same place. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. there's so much pride. And so much pride. So it runs so deep with what happened last night. 
which was, in my estimation, the most important college football game in the history of college football. Well, I mean, and obviously we feel that way about Michigan. Obviously others would feel differently about it, the most important game in college football. But quick question for you, Steve. Were you like me in your first Thanksgiving home after your first year at Michigan going back to New York and forgetting that people in New York don't stop for you just because you're trying to cross the street and nearly got hit by a car? Did that happen to you? Because that happened to me. You know, it's definitely it definitely feels that way. Yeah, Back, um, yeah, and, you, and, yeah. You know, in, in the early days when cell phones weren't always there, we were actually walking, can't pay attention to what's in front of me. That's right. Thanks um, for the call, Steve. Appreciate it. That's what happened to me because you know you step a foot in the street in Ann Arbor and cars will just stop. <laughs> I did that in New York. Somebody pulled me back by the nape of my neck and then saved my life. <laughs> Uber ZJ back on the hey. air from Los Angeles. How are you, Uber ZJ? Hey, can you guys hear me? We are on. Hey, hail to the victors valiant. It's great to be a Michigan Wolverine. That's today. the way I feel today, too, sir. Yep. Oh, my goodness. So my routine is to watch a Michigan victory and immediately – Check the check the internet for your reaction, huh. and you're always you're always the perfect representation of how all Michigan Wolverine fans. Thank do. you. Whether we're talking about alumni or we're talking about just general fans, people from the state, you do a, an amazing job of Thank expressing you. how we feel. I love I love the tattoos, <laughs> the tattoos reference. I think about, I had a tattoos T-shirt about Trestle back in the day, ah. and um, <laughs> it's just. Um, you know, and I want to give a. I don't think many people are talking about Donovan Edwards and what he did oh, yeah. last night. Um, he just is like the Mike Tyson of the team. Like a couple years ago in Columbus, how he just had those knockout blows. He's he's the man. He's the absolute man. I love Corum, but Donovan Edwards. I was watching the game early, and I was like, um, Mullins was in, and I love Mullins, but I was like, where's Donovan Edwards? Then he got in to score two straight touchdowns. He, well, and, and those were the those two touchdowns. Thanks to the call, Uber ZJ. Those two touchdowns were enough. Who knew? Yeah. That that was enough because the, uh, the Huskies never got more than 13. Those two Donovan Edwards touchdowns turned out to be enough. Brockman texted me, Donovan Edwards, who knew? And I texted you back, 2022 Ohio State. Yeah, That's I, th- I thought that was the same guy. Same guy. House calls. That's all he does. Yeah, and that was enough. <laughs> Obviously, didn't feel throughout the rest of the night that that would be enough, but it turned out to be enough. And I want to thank uh, today's guests for chiming in. Blake Corum. We didn't have any guests this morning, pretty much, other than Troy Palomalo <laughs> yeah, booked. That's right, just Troy. I <laughs> uh, want to thank Blake Corum and uh, Dave Lavaloff and his great staff at Michigan for throwing a phone in his hand. Uh, I want to also thank Taylor Lewan, who found out that Mike Vrabel was fired while we were on the air live. I want to thank Bill Burr for joining us, Michigan fan. I want to thank Desmond Howard for getting off a plane and zooming right away. And, of course, Troy Palomalo and everybody calling in. And I want to thank everybody who have been uh, giving me kind well wishes today. Um, and it was a nice, warm and fuzzy today. That will change tomorrow. <laughs> Why is that? Oh, the chest arrives tomorrow. Oh.